Marine Battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world. They're also extremely complex to operate and maintain. So we're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. And we begin, we'll begin to train Ukrainian troops on these issues of sustainment, logistics, and maintenance as soon as possible. Delivering these tanks to the field is going to take time. Time uh, that we'll see, uh, we'll use to make sure the Ukrainians are fully prepared to integrate the Abram tanks into their defenses. We're also closely coordinated this announcement with our allies. The American contribution will be joined by an additional announcement, including that will be uh, will be ready to available and more easily integrated for use in the battlefield in the coming weeks and months from other countries. We've said already in the last days, yes, we have to do more to defend Ukraine. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Thank you. So uh, I just spent time talking about the war on everything, basically your gas stove, your washer and dryer, the war on the things that you say, the war on the things that you think, the war on our sovereignty with an open border. And all of this is going on. All of a sudden I see a real war being put together as we send battle tanks we the united states send battle tanks to ukraine if that's not a declaration of war from the united states against russia i don't know what would be i think it's foolhardy and foolish what do you think a couple things steve like we we know that well maybe we don't know but we can surmise that the united states wanted this war and wants to continue to escalate escalate it because it's good for business you know it's my opinion that the uniparty system is profiting greatly from all the money that they're sending to Ukraine. Now, having said that, I don't think tanks are the big issue. I think airplanes would be, would be the big issue. I think the tanks don't represent that much of a threat, but airplanes do. And so if we get to that threshold, then, you know, we're probably going to the next level. All right, welcome back. It's Friday. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I disagree with that last statement. I, I truly do that he believes that tanks aren't the big problem. I agree with him that overall it's a problem in this one world order is profiting off this war because there is no other explanation to send the amount of money that's been sent over there from all over the world. It's just Ukraine is being used to filter it. So I do agree with that. But tanks, and I'm not a military man, but I would I would bet my my bottom dollar here that most military people would agree with me that tanks are meant to advance the ground game, that you gain ground using tanks. Tanks are not a defense system that's put in place to stop an attack on you. Tanks are actually an offensive piece of equipment that you go on attack with. Right now, Zelensky wants to reclaim land. Well, if you start rolling a bunch of tanks in there, and blowing everything to smithereens, you're going to push their lines back and you're going to start recuperating some of the land that you've lost uh, during this battle. So I, I disagree with him on that fact. I think that right now what Biden is doing is he is escalating this already. The fact that you're sending an offensive weapon over there to this country, that's a problem. I mean, we are now putting ourselves in the middle even more than we were before with the tanks. 
And I do agree with the planes. What do the tanks cost? You know, Biden mentions we're sending 31 of these Abraham M1s over there, but what do they cost? It's costing the American taxpayers $400 million. How much money have we given this country? How much? We have given them too much already. The initial help, and when I mean the initial help, I'm talking about the day one, two, and three help when you wanted to send a little bit of financial assistance over there and maybe give them some old weaponry we have to try to help them protect themselves. You want to do that? You've already done enough. The fact that we are months removed from that, <laughs> you're, you're just dumping money. Congress keeps dumping money into this country. If you have not stopped the attack by now, if you have not, not been able to keep Russia at bay and not lose any more of your land, you are not going to because as soon as we cut you off, they are going to overtake you. So this isn't a matter of if it can happen. If you can't defend yourself with everything that we have already done for you, which is way too much in my opinion, you're never going to stop this attack. So the inevitable is going to happen at some point because you can't continue to finance this war forever, nor should we. This is our tax dollars. This is our money that Congress is choosing what to do with. I would venture to say at minimum, Half of the country would say, stop giving them money. And the other half might say, go give them money. But you know what? If you can't get to two-thirds of the country agreeing with you that you should continue to finance this ridiculous operation over there, then our tax dollars should be cut off because it's for us. It should be taking care of us here at home. Now, one thing I do agree with him, 100%, is on the airstrikes. Well, (laughs) how long did you think that it was going to take Zelensky... Mr. Rockstar, Mr. I got time to leave my country and make commercials and visit other places and have a nice lunch with the president and everything while my country's under attack. How long did you think it was going to take him to ask for money? Now that he knows that he's getting offensive tanks sent to him, he is now pushing and asking the United States and all Western allies for fourth generation fighter jets like the F-16. (laughs) <laughs> How long did you think that this it was going to take for him to ask? Ukraine's advent, a defense minister outlined on Wednesday that he wants this. The next big hurdle now will be the fighter jets. Yuri Sak. Right now, Ukraine's air force pretty much has crappy jets. I mean, they're thirty. They are from their pre-Soviet. Uh, era fighter jets that first flew before Kiev even declared its independence 31 years ago. The warplanes are currently being used to intercept missiles and attack entrenched Russian forces that are close to the line. They said if we get them, referring to the Western fighter jets, the advantages on the battlefield will be just immense. It's not just F-16s. Fourth generation aircrafts, this is what we want. I hope they understand what's what's about to go down here. I hope that America understands. I hope that every Democrat, independent, libertarian, Republican, conservative, I hope everybody understands what's about to happen here. You send fighter jets, you're already going to piss Putin off with the tanks because he's going to look that as an aggressive move. He's going to look at it as we are injecting ourselves into this war. 
Now you send fighter jets, and they haven't yet, but if they do, I would say that that is a declaration of war and that we are now on board and World War III. It's, it's simply mind-boggling. It's also dumb, but it's mind-boggling that everybody worried about Trump's mouth He's going to get us into World War III with the way he talks. This guy, oh my God, only president in modern history that has not put us into an additional war. And now Joe Biden, where everybody's like, oh, he's such a nice little old man. He just sleeps all day long. Yeah, he goes in there and it's not about what he says, even though he's a nasty old crumb bag. It's his actions and his actions are just screaming, let's go to war. I don't know any Americans, myself, I don't know anybody that are willing to die for this cause. I don't even have that much faith in our military anymore because of what's been transpiring over the past few years. They're more concerned with teaching woke ideology than training these people to be soldiers, men and women to be soldiers. They're over here softening them. They're worried about pronouns. And they're worried about hurt feelings. Instead of training killing machines, as they should be, it's what the whole point of, of being in the military is. Because let me tell you something, you don't go over there to have lunch with people. We're not going to play patty cake. You're going there to kill people. So instead of training them to be savages and training them to be true warriors, oh, we're, we're going to teach them, you got to use the correct pronoun. You don't want to offend somebody. When you're shooting your gun, you know, you got to ask them, you know, what are your pronouns before I kill you? <laughs> I, you know, Joe Biden has just made us so unsafe. The Democrats, we are so unsafe as a country. I felt pretty strong with Trump in the White House. I'm not going to lie to you. I see him handling Kim Jong-un, which was a delicate situation. I see him handling him. I see him putting Putin in his place. I see him uh, getting targets that needed to be got overseas, taking out terrorist leaders. I see him protecting our borders, making better trade deals, standing up to China, trade deals with Canada and, and Mexico. I seen the man doing things that made us safe. Joe Biden has done nothing but make us unsafe. The first thing that came to my mind reading all this was the draft. I'm so grateful that my children are not old enough to go into the draft. And I'm so fearful for everybody else's who are. Because you're going to be sending kids, children, young men and women. I, actually, I think women are still excluded. So it would be young men. You're going to send these young men into a war they have no business in. How much everybody was against Vietnam... This is going to be the same situation. You're going to send them into an area that they do not need to be in. I am not willing to see us lose our children over Ukraine. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not willing to trade their blood and the pain and sorrow that it will cause in the United States. I'm not willing to make that trade off for Ukraine. If, God forbid, they reenacted the draft because our military is not what it once was. We don't have the size military that we need to have. 
if they enacted it, you're going to have to sign up. You're going to have to register. You have to up to 26 years old. You're going to have to be registered. Now, legally, you know, you could be in a lot of trouble if you don't register. It's a felony. Granted, nobody has been prosecuted since 1986, but it doesn't mean that in, with this administration, if you don't go, they won't prosecute you from trying to avoid a war that we have no business being involved in. You know what? We should be celebrating. We shouldn't even be worried about Ukraine. Do you realize what Ukraine has exposed? Everybody felt like Russia was this serious, serious threat to the world. Russia was like China to us. That their military was, was oh, I mean, these guys are savages. It's going to be, if we go to war with Russia, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. And we come to find out, it's all illusions. They didn't have nowhere near what they thought they had. They didn't have the firepower. They don't, they don't even have the backbone that we thought they had. Okay. In better times, our military, it would be a joke how quickly we should, we would be able to overtake Russia. How quickly we could neutralize that threat. It, that we, it, we have been shown that because Ukraine shouldn't have been able to hold out for three days, let alone, I, I don't whatever it's been, whatever it is. They shouldn't even been able to hold out three days. And Ukraine, with limited resources in the beginning, was able to hold off the attack. We should be celebrating that, knowing that, okay, they're not the threat we thought they were. We will keep an eye on them. We will watch them. We'll do everything that's necessary because we know they still are a threat, but that really serious serious threat of war, they ain't got it. They show a lot. They puff up a lot. They're like bullies. You know how bullies are. They come out. They want to act all tough, knocking into people. They bark a lot. But then you get that one kid that's got his glasses on and he's been pushed around enough times and he gives them a chin checker. Okay, and all of a sudden you find out the bully's just a, little, a paperweight champion. He just crumbles. Okay, that's what Russia's like. So we should be happy that we have figured that out. Unfortunately, we're not happy. We're st- we want to go over there and we want to escalate the situation. Joe Biden does. The draft is, is in place today. It has not gone away. Okay, it's, uh, right now, government statistics show that more than 1 million men have been denied government benefits because they weren't registered to the draft which means that they're still looking for you because you need to be registered for the draft. Our young men and women, or again, sorry, I keep wanting to say men and women. Our young men, the men that get drafted, you're going to be fighting a cause that you don't even believe in. People, this administration is more dangerous than we could have ever imagined. Between the totalitarian state that they put us in with COVID, which so much is coming out about that. I can't even begin to do that on this today. I'm going to probably do an entire episode about that on Monday because of what Project Veritas has exposed. But COVID, it's, it's beyond. It's beyond a lie. Between what they did to us during COVID and now the steps that they are taking during this war, This is the most dangerous administration I've seen, at least in my lifetime. I can't say that in the history of the United States, because there have been a lot of bad people in power in the United States over time. But at least in my time, 
he has been the most dangerous. I would venture to say if Hillary Clinton somehow pulled off the election, if they were able to steal it from Trump the first go-round, and she happened to have been president, I would say that would have been the most dangerous one. I thought Obama was originally because he pushed progressivism so hard in the United States that you could just see our country changing around us in his eight years. Trump came in and reversed 90% of that. It was a beautiful thing to watch us kind of start to go in the direction of being restored. And in a lot of parts of the country, we were restored and it was a good feeling. We were getting back to what we should be, a God-fearing, God-loving country. And now this moron's in the White House pushing us as fast as he can, putting us in the express lane to World War III through his actions. There, I mean, there needs to be so much said about this. There should be such an uproar on both sides because Democrats, you guys know, libertarians, Progressives, you guys all say peace, love, and happiness. You don't want war. Republicans, conservatives, I don't want war. So your party's the one pushing it right now. You're going to sit there and try to argue with me that no, 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 their tanks are just meant to, to stop any attacks. No, they're not. Because Zelensky has already stated that he wants to reclaim the land that has been lost. And with these tanks, he can do that. With these tanks, he may not be able to get all of it. But if he chooses to advance, go on offense, and start pushing their lines back, he can absolutely do that. You want to, you, 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 you think that that's not a declaration of war? It's unbelievable that we have to even be witnessing this. We just pulled out of a war disastrously, but you just pulled out of uh, Afghanistan. 20 years we didn't have a war going on. 20 years we were going, and we were finally to a point where we got nothing going on. All our boys and girls start to come home. It's a good thing. Everybody can be back at home. We don't need to be spending all of our resources supporting a a never-ending war. Billions and billions of dollars. And now Joe Biden's diving in headfirst into World War III. Because if you guys do what you plan on doing... I, uh, not a year ago, Joe Biden said he was not going to send tanks. He was not going to send, they were going to only send defense weaponism, weapons, Jesus, defense weapons. Now you're sending offensive weapons. So you didn't even stick to what you said. You lied per normal. And when is a guy not lying? It's another one, him and Schiff hanging out, breathing together as they're sitting there at a table breathing. You don't even have to hear him speaking. You just already know whatever's about to come out to lie. Scary times ahead. Really, scary times. Definitely got to watch all this. I All I can say is they better not give them anything more. I mean, th- this government is out of control. Joe Biden's out of control. Democrats are out of control. Republicans are out of control. They're all out of control up there. They better not give them anything else, especially our planes. Because if they do, I fear World War III is right around the corner. And it, this ain't going to be a war like in the old days. We're talking about unstable leaders, and and that includes the one that's in our country currently. You're talking about unstable people that do not fear uh, collateral damage. They don't care how many of us die. I mean, these are the same people that are pushing a global reset, the same people that think we are an infection on this planet. 
So believe me, they, they're not going to cry over a few million of us missing if they got to drop a, a nuclear bomb here or there. Dangerous times that we're in. The best thing that we can do, and I know that you hear a lot of people say this, and I think a lot of times it's one of those phrases that get played out and a lot of people just don't really put any thought into it because you've heard it a million times. But hopefully maybe this will be the one time that you hear it that you put a little bit of additional thought into it. The best thing you can do is pray because prayer changes things. That is the best cure you have for this. Beyond that, harass your congressman. That's that's the next step. Go Emails, phone calls, show up at their office. I need to talk to them. I don't know what you guys are thinking. I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are doing up there. I don't know who's paying you guys to, with Ukraine needs to stop. Everything with Joe Biden needs to stop. Congress needs to stop it. I felt like I needed to cover that this entire episode because it's just, it's, we're getting to a, a point of we're on the verge of World War III. So I think it was necessary to do one whole episode just on Ukraine. There it is. Monday's episode, COVID, all the revelations that are coming out about COVID and the, um, and the vaccines and everything else. Jesus. I, it just goes from bad to worse with these people. It just, everything is a lie. Everything. Everything is just fabricated. It's made up. They are, it is literally a war against us. We, I mean, we, not only are we fighting amongst each other because they're designing that way. We are fighting the government. We're fighting Satan. We're fighting everything. Right now, we're, we're in some, some difficult times. But we'll get into that one. Uh, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Get through today, get to tonight, go have a nice fun weekend with your family, and we will do it again on Monday.